live from the Adrian Can Testimonial Ab Crunch set to... <laughs> I'm out. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that has recently been called Warm and Fuzzy and Laid Back. By who? I'll kick their ass. We're not sure which episodes you're listening to, but we'll try to dial the snark back up for you, dear listeners. Uh, This week, we do look back at the improbable result in D.C., recap the week that was in MLS, check in on the Women's World Cup, and much more. And now, to the panel. Well, of course, rooting for the Canadian women, he has a secret love for the ladies from Norway. He is the Kit King, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Uh, Thanks. Um, As far as that warm and fuzzy thing, I think it's bullshit. For goodness. <laughs> All right, Mark. Don't have to. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, no, no. I, we got to start the tone correctly. We don't want people talking about talking about our oh, warm, fuzzy side. How are, nice we are. are so nice. Mm. No, no. We hate you. Just kidding. I'm sorry. Not you, but you over there. That one. We don't like you. You. Yeah. All right. Well, claiming to be paying absolutely no attention to the World Cup, he's been found checking scores and stats on the Kiwi side during his coffee breaks. It is Mr. Tony Walsh. You know I like old Zealand. <laughs> Classic Zealand is the best. Yes. Regular. Yeah. 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 I don't no, want a caffeine-free Zealand. No, no, no. That's all right. Yeah. If Zealand. I want to drink late. Zealand Zero? Hmm? Zealand huh? with lime? No. Oh, jeez. Oh, Zealand Philist- Clear? Philistine. <laughs> Cherry Zealand? I ordered the Zima. Not new Zima. <laughs> Disavowing his proud English roots, he is a proudly converted Kanak, as shown by his singing of the national anthem in both official languages. Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Sing when we're losing. I only sing when we're losing. What's last that, week what's you, that in French? Last week you disgraced the queen. This week you yes. forget your roots. <laughs> Disgust me. Je chante quand nous perdons. Je chante quand nous perdons. You know, the way he says it sounds really like, Doesn't depressing. Doesn't it sound? I know. Like. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, as for me, I am still moping over not being in Edmonton for Canada's first two matches. But we'll rebound to cheer them on in Montreal. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. And now to the show. First up on the agenda is Toronto FC's win at RFK. TFC pulled off what would have seemed impossible not too long ago. They won on the road against the top team, if not a top team, that hadn't lost at home in 20 matches and looked fairly decent doing it. Is this the game that proves that TFC have turned the corner and are starting to put the pass to rest? Or, again, was this just catching DC tired and overworked and maybe not what they should have done or could have done given full strength teams on both sides. It's definitely a good result. You can't take that away from them. Um, I wouldn't say it proves anything in particular. There's uh, been many a false dawn uh, in Toronto and they usually always happen round about at the end of May, early June, and then things go to shit in the summer. Um, But, you know, yes, it's a very good result and... Yes, Jovinko scored the goals, but it wasn't just about him. So there's very positive signs uh, for the team as a whole, and yeah, a lot of a lot of things to like about this. Not you? Yeah. My, Jesus. Hey, my glasses against the mic. <laughs> okay. I think for me that the season has uh, three tests really. The first was the extended road trip, which they. It's fair to say they passed. Yes. Uh, The second would be the Gold Cup absences. That stretch of about a month or so, I guess, where we're going to... If the Americans go far, could be four to six weeks. And then finally would be, I guess, the the home stretch just before the playoffs. So to pick one match or a couple of matches, as Duncan said, it can't take away the results, a good result, but it's only beginning part of a big picture this is maybe one of those in between those windows and so i think they have to be able to pass those next two big tests because 
at the end of the season for them making the playoffs is and for many fans is the only thing so it doesn't really matter how many corners they pass now it's how it fits into the big picture that being said though they seem to have dissipated the feeling of the inevitable bed shitting whenever it's a away match we go into a fixture now at least recently feeling that there's a hope of a result Mm-hmm. Or even if even if we predict a loss, we're rarely predicting a, a, a blowout yeah. or yeah, an unfortunate loss, yeah. kind of a yeah, I mean, I'm not, hard-fought loss. Yeah, I'm not expecting a t- catastrophe, which I was early in the season. Yeah, uh, I think you know the tactics and formation changes have you know put a, a rest to that more or less, which is good. And then you know you can hope for a result because Javinko is up there; he can do good things. So. You warm and fuzzy bastard. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's Duncan from beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. He's back. He's back mm-hmm. in, in pug form. Hooray. Huzzah. I will say that they've turned some corner. It's not nearly as landmarky as as we're all hoping, but what we've seen so far is that they've been able to at least handle themselves against mediocre sides or sides that are at least hampered by injuries and... DC was not that hampered, and we were not that feeble. And if anything, I think it just takes them up another another level as far as they're not terrible, but they're far from great. But they are definitely on the upswing, and getting a uh, getting three points on the road against a team that is not terrible, uh, I think that's that's something to at least you know kind of glorify a little bit. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. that you know. It's the march to the cup now, but no. it's definitely, it, it definitely, to me, feels we're further along than I expected. Sure, no, I agree with that. But I'm still like, still not booking my oh no uh, no my playoff tickets. I'm just saying this is this you is coming together. You can't afford those. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, DC put out pretty much pretty close to their first team as they could uh, missing Hamid though also in a weird way I admit once they started scoring goals I was expecting more goals not that Dykstra hasn't been a very able replacement he has uh, I was I was more impressed with um, the players that didn't show up for DC that have been the ones they go to uh, of late so I think that was a really positive sign and that having you know having Michael Bradley not in the game and them having to rely on Osorio and more on Sheru and looking a little shaky coming out that this was pretty solid. Again, you can't ever discount a win on the road. And yeah, again, I'm not sure that it's, it's not like, yay, blue skies and rainbows or anything, but I'll give some, you have to give some credit where credit's due. So to that. This show is so sugary. I know. Mm. So moment of the game then. Good or bad, as we've discussed in the past. Um, my my favorite moment of the game had to be in the uh, the death of the match, where uh, watching that last gasp volley for glory by DC with Kanapka way the hell off of his line <laughs> and getting absolutely nothing on the shot. I, seeing that was like, we're gonna do just fine. Like this this team's gonna be we're gonna be okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna not gonna be the prettiest girl to dance, but. We're gonna you got be fine. the best moves. Everything, everything's gonna be just fine. It was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. it's like this is, of course, how they lose, or at least how they drop points. You know, Kanapko way out somewhere at the touchline trying to get a ball. He was uh, hunting a woolly mammoth oh, at the he time. Was, he was hunting an entire family of <laughs> mammoths, and he only got two of the four, and he needed to get the other two because you can't. You know, as everybody knows about cavemen, you have to kill the whole family, and. Everybody's nobody's there. Like it's just you could just see the panic on I forget who was standing on the goal line, but you could see it clearly on his face. Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Guy winds up and just gets nothing on it. I thought that was just wow. That's not usually how it ends for this team. It usually that one goes in and we all throw our hands up in exasperation going, Of course. Of course. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm. My favorite moment. My moment momentous moment of the match. <laughs> As it's being trademarked, apparently, mm-hmm. um, was Kanaka related as well. Do it, tell. W- it was uh, him whiffing on his catch of the ball, goal scored, and then luckily being called offside. And the only reason I found that to be a 
big moments because that was kind of the thin line of how close TFC could have gone from the match going completely the other way because I think if uh, DC would have got... If they would have leveled the score, then things could have gone drastically different. I don't know if you would have seen Altador come in, mm. things like that. So, yeah, I think it was a that was a pretty fine line. Fair enough. Um, I will go with, it was probably around about the 25th minute, and I think it was a, a corner, or maybe a free kick, some kind of set piece came in, and... Uh, it kind of got by everyone, and Warren Craval was on the back post and tried a yeah. desperate bicycle kick yes. and got nowhere near it, uh, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed a lot about Warren Craval. He was he was all over the place in good and bad ways. He was doing a lot of things, and he wasn't really doing them well. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't playing right back, so you know it didn't really uh, lead to catastrophe. So um, an enjoyable shit show of a game from Warren Craval. Right, I feel like I'm the only one that had a positive moment of the match, so this works out well. I'll be the warm and fuzzy one for this well, bit. It was positive, sort of. Uh, mine was uh, Seba turning uh, Franklin inside out on that first goal. Yes, that was a goal boring. I know, yeah. so boring. We talk oh, about this every boring, week. Boring, Seba. Mm. Boring, boring, <laughs> Seba. I can't wait to do that one. <laughs> really can't wait to do that one. But yeah, no, it was. It's just. It's always fun to watch him do that. But that was. Sean Franklin's gonna he's gonna remember that one mm. for, for a while, I think. All right. He was boatanged, as the uh, the commentator <laughs> said. Boatanged. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that happened to me once when I was a kid. Oh yeah. You never forget it. It mm. sucks. Goat of the match. I'll go with Jackson. He he was an adventure and not a good one. Sometimes Jackson adventurous is a lot of fun. Um, and it works well. This game it did not. He did a lot of things wrong, and uh, yeah, mostly exemplified by that one particular cross or shot, whatever it was. It was either a, uh, a shot that was just way wide or a cross that was like 50 yards too long. It, not a, not it was a, probably the first one. Not a pretty night from no. Jackson. I'll go with Luke Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Simply because the dummy, the dummy that Josie Altador did in his first minute on the pitch did more than uh, Luke Moore did for the previous 80. Uh, okay, so Altidore's dummy set up a Javinko goal. Mm -hmm. Did Luke Moore do that? Oh, I think he did, didn't he? He was the one that passed to Javinko for the first goal. Nah. Controversy. Hater. Seriously. Controversy. Hater. I don't hate him this much. Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for a little bit of dead spots, like, and now we resume after the fight stopped. Because oh. obviously you guys were at it. No, it didn't happen. Mm, so sorry, man. We went off mic. Whatever. I'm going to edit this anyway. Um, <laughs> so my go to the match, uh, um, I'm going to go with Hands of Stone. Um, Kanapka. Uh, mm. uh, sometimes it just seems like that guy couldn't catch a cold. Um, usually he could punch the cold, uh, which is... Oh, on, nope. Terrifying, that's, usually. That is, that is a way of fighting you know, illness. But, um, yeah, those two comical gaffes near the end of the match, I was... Mm audibly saying holy shit what are you doing in both of those cases mm. so he's not terrible but those those were basically saying oh did, did you did you need two points did you need two points here i can i can just do this for you right now and and that was it he didn't somehow it didn't work out for them but yeah hands of stone yeah i can knock it too even though i love caveman and i i think he should keep starting over bendik that was by far and away his worst outing since he's taken over the starter's job mm -hmm. and does give a little no i even where i think it was and i think it gives some fuel to the fire for the for the bendit camp oh bendit should start again there's a bendit camp oh yeah. absolutely there's a bendit camp mm. i went to bendit camp once when i was a kid <laughs> it's not just kurt larson although they seem okay. to be his adherents and his acolytes welcome to camp bendit yeah yeah please don't a lot drink of, and yeah. uh, a lot of the, no drinking and driving things it was Really a one-dimensional camp. Camp Bendik is a rehab facility. Yeah, it pretty much is. <laughs> they teach you how to read Leather from crafts a at 2 p.m. And then lanyards at 3. Then We need a teacher that says Camp yes. Bendik. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Camp Canopka, it's just all playing with fire. Yeah. Absolutely. Arrows, spears. No Day one, make fire. Day two, <laughs> with make fire. fire. Day three, make fire. Day four, kill rabbit, make fire. <laughs> Counselor Canopka, where's my cabin? Rock hole. <laughs> uh, non Seba, man of the match. 
don't everyone go all no, at once? I I had I kind of struggled a little. Not that anybody not that anybody was terribly not that the gap between Seba and not Seba was massive, but there was I had a hard time finding a secondary person to kind of out go ahead. Sheru. I thought he had a great yeah. game. Uh, Sheru, I think we got to start games. making a man of the match that isn't second place Sheru. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. It's like that's possibly no. That's true. He's, he's more the match, often you know. than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I thought Ashton Morgan played well. Justin Morrow, but Sheru, Morgan, the yeah, Morgan, stepping up. Morgan was mine. He was my. Yeah. I forgot about because I just didn't want to pick Sheru. As well. <laughs> Sheru was had a very solid game. When I went Ashton Morgan, he had a couple of very timely uh, tackles, especially late in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forgot. I am going to go with uh, Justin Morrow, and I am going to take out the not Seba caveat Ooh, to this. Holy shit. Above like, Seba? Like above Seba? Yeah, do you tell? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Duncan. Yes. You don't like Seba? <laughs> you knew that was coming. Everybody knew that. People who were listening to this, and they haven't even been released yet, knew that was coming. I think, mm-hmm. I think he might not. <laughs> Give him a beer. Do you have more beer? Give there is more beer. beer. Um, I mean, do you think he obviously got the two goals, did Seba, that was were very nice, but there was also a lot of dribbling and then just nothing came of it. Dribbling and he got tackled and losing the ball and, you know, I, I don't, aside from those two goals, I mean, that's a preposterous statement. <laughs> aside from the two goals, what have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> but, you know... Aside from that, he wasn't you know doing he makes much. Good so I'm going with the... What has Seba done for us? Oh, seriously. <laughs> Aqueducts. I was, Aqueducts. Just, I was just going to say, where is the Seba Aqueduct? I'm a little we have, disappointed. We have ducks. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Seba Aqueduct? Um, yeah, Justin Morrow was really, really, really involved in things. And it's like the first half especially, he was just... Uh, you know, everything was going down the right-hand side. It was all him. It's like, ah, he's just repeatedly impressing me. So... Two goals, whatever. I'm going just tomorrow. Well, all right then. Mm, non- someone is already spoiled by new TFC. Goals, those are common. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, you scored two fancy goals. Ooh. Everybody knows Good the importance in the midfield. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of Seba, Duncan, mm. we have has this sort of come up in conversation a couple times. And uh, oddly enough, after I'd written the script for this show, I saw a bit of mention on this on the Twitter sphere. Where would this team be without Seba right now? Because originally when he was signed, he According was not... According to Duncan, they'll be fine. That's true. <laughs> Morrow, check. What else do you need? Yeah, exactly. Please. Um, he wasn't supposed to come until July, right? Like, that was the initial maybe June if we mm. were lucky. Yeah. And Then Bez took his pants off as well as his tie. <laughs> and... <laughs> Italian casual. <laughs> Yes. Uh, but it, it is a good question because when the, he wasn't coming to start the season, they were pretty adamant about the fact that there was no backup plan for that. It was, we were going to get along until he gets here. And if you look at this team, not saying that they couldn't perform well, depending on when Vanny fell on this formation and proper placement for Bradley, but I sort of feel like we wouldn't be quite as warm and fuzzy or in third place in the East, which we are, um, without him right now. Vanny Am I wrong on this? Vanny didn't land on this formation. This formation landed on Vanny. No, <laughs> <laughs> no that's fine. But, and, and, you know, it can be looked at as needless nitpicking, I think, but... Denzel I, Washington. Yeah, I oh, knew. thank you. Malcolm X. Uh, Malcolm X. <laughs> oh, if you said Malcolm X and then went Denzel Washington, probably. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I, I think it's a valid point to, to say that what would have been the backup plan or what would have happened maybe mm. yeah I mean we don't know exactly what his replacement would have been but I would uh, predict we'd be round about mid-table sort of 6th or 7th in the conference and that sort of thing which after that many away games wouldn't be a bad place to be um, yeah I think yeah we'd, we'd look like a an okay competent right. team that yeah, kind of struggles to score goals and kill games off here or there. But. And is waiting for our Lord and Savior, Saba? Sure. That, mm. uh, yeah, it wouldn't be an absolute disaster. Sorry, I believe we've already trademarked that for Jason Christ. Mm. Just saying. Superstar. Duncan has dreams of Moro to more, Moro to more, constant Moro to more. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> um, Should we be making Shroud of Two Ring references if it's a uh, Lord and Savior <laughs> Seba? Uh, I like that. Mm. That's a, t- that's a tiny shroud. It's like a Julio Cesar shroud. Yeah. <laughs> Same cloth. Um, yeah. mm. I, I think they would have looked very similar right now to the way they did 
in the, the first, first few, few matches, yeah. struggling to find shape. Um, Bradley playing full offensive, then full defensive, that kind of thing. I mean, he's you know he's turned into the talisman. So whatever they did to get him early was worth the money, I think. I mean, because you, you look at Jovinko in the first, you know, in March, April, he was good. In fact, if it's the last few weeks where he's become great. Right. So if he would have come in end of July, you know, August would have been that period of him transitioning. Maybe to get the best of him, a more tired version of him, depending how much he played at Juve for the rest of the season. Right. So, you know, we complain a lot about the money thrown at Jovinko, but it was probably worth it to get him here in March rather than July. See, I... I I agree. Getting the money, or getting him here earlier, was probably the shrewdest bit of business that this club may ever do. Although, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they they claimed no more money was thrown. Right? That is correct. Yeah. They just said it just worked out. They you, didn't have you've to. You've gifted him. Yes, they didn't have to yeah, give him any more money. It just so nice. It just worked out. They were so impressed by his tireless. It's like a free transfer in July. Free transfer in January. Why not? Exactly. They are not going to be my Syria team of Torino. That's Torino. <laughs> okay. You got to go with TFC. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, my, I kind of figured that uh, at this point we'd be, we'd have a whole five points, and Montreal be laughing at us. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, the games would look not much different without being like without winning by one. We'd be losing by one. I just kind of took the goals that he scored and plonked them off because most, of, I shouldn't say most, but a good number of them was largely on his efforts. And mm-hmm. whoever was going to replace him was never going to put a ball on his foot or deliver a ball to somebody's foot the way he's done it. Um, so uh, I appreciate all of your optimisms, um, but I do not <laughs> see it like that at all. I figure, so, so you figure we're one Jovinko injury away from disaster. collapse? Absolute disaster. Yeah, actually I do. <laughs> I don't think okay. we are now. I think... We were a month ago. Well, yeah, it's to be fair, it's hard to say because everybody else has now figured out what they're doing. Exactly. And that's But I don't know if that's that's due you're, to you're... I'm not sure where the delivery is coming from without him. Well, but yeah, it's the service thing that I've that con- concerns me most because he's he's creating uh, his own service. That's true. And that is still an issue. Um, but, but presumably, I mean, right now things are very much set up to be going through him. Yeah. If he's not there, they'd ideally be thinking something else up you'd hope uh, but also we have a student of the game oh, God. I, he's, he's, he's part way through the book now he's grade 2 okay <laughs> I've seen the bookmark and the Jeez. dog-eared pages mm. I'm just looking at just looking at any from just off the top of my head I can only think of maybe a, not even a handful of goals that were scored that didn't involve him since since mm. the opening kickoff since time began and to me it's like that's you know that like Altidore's done a couple where somebody fed him the ball, whether it was Bradley feeding him the ball or, or um, Sheru, well, maybe. Sheru, yeah, Sheru has hooked him up with one or yeah. two, so which is fine. There's like maybe those guys would, would step there. up, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I don't. It wouldn't be as frequent or as the, like the quality wouldn't be there on the regular as like no, t- not taking a damn thing away from Sheru, he's amazing, but that's a huge, massive gap that would. Would I don't see being filled by just oh everybody's just gonna pull their shit together? No, I don't see that at all. All right, well we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully not. Actually. What? <laughs> oh my god! What do you know? Could get this just Could get called up. They oh, keep talking about it. Oh, that's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. No, no, no. 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 In other news, Sheru so? could get called up. Or Caldwell could get called up. All right, Caldwell. Jovinko, he's, he's not gonna get called up by Italy. Caldwell Bye. and Sheru get called up. Both injure each other and us friendly. TFC love the hype of you know a few days before. And is Jovinko gonna get called that's up? That's true. And then the no. day afterwards, oh, Jovinko didn't get called up. Can you believe it? Because they just love the idea of a Toronto player being linked with Italy and all that sort of thing. But this it's is True. Not happening. going to this happen. This is true. All right. If you All right. Guys, settle if you guys down. Are seriously Jesus. thinking that that's going to happen, let it go. All right. Look more for England. <laughs> more likely. Sadly, more likely. Right. Really, if only if three guys go down, he's on. He's on the radar. He's slightly <laughs> behind Darren Bent. <laughs> All right. Uh, Vanny tactics. 
So, as I mentioned earlier on in this part, that, you know, players for DC that were the ones we were worried about uh, were mostly neutralized during this game. Chris Rolfe being the big one. He was pretty much invisible. Got subbed off 70th minute, something like that. And had pretty much zero impact. Uh, Espindola, also fairly invisible, other than that kick in to Burnbaum for the goal. Still not a lot. There was his, like... Chip that like, hit the bar oh, early I on, forgot about that. which was like seriously fancy. Well, and that was but, during uh, the first part of the game before they settled down. Yes, so, yes. Um, for me, I think the team maybe was a little too defensive to start, especially in those first 15 20 minutes. So, they kind of looked out of sorts. Clearly, we're like, wait, different bald guy, Sheru, shaved his head, which was confusing enough, and seemed to maybe, maybe it threw them off. Aren't you supposed to be up there? I don't know. But really, I don't think that there was much that he did that I would have changed, and that includes the subs, at least for me. Mm. I, I kind of like the way he set this game up. Yeah, I would agree. There's very little that you can nitpick about yeah. this one. And you say the subs we bitched about last week, and he brought on Altidore, he brought on Chapman, so oh, this is attacking. That's nice. Um, so, yeah, you know, well played, Greg Vanny. Uh, what so happened we to us? There's, 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 I know, there's a quote I never wrong. thought I'd hear this season. Yeah, we did neutralize a yeah. team that's been playing uh, fairly well. Yeah, Greg Vanny really figured it out. Set, said never. Set piece defending might be something that could Still. work on whether Greg Vanny works on that or that's supposed to be Robin Fraser or somebody else's responsibility. I don't know. But uh, um, yeah, I am not going to complain. Last week when we were talking about this, I asked for one thing, and that was for Osorio to be moved into the yeah. empty Bradley spot. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is you're welcome, TFC land. I made it happen. It's, made it's it true, up. he did. Oh. The, the subs, the Osorio, I think. Good job, uh, Tony. Thanks. Funny, that's, he's that's, clearly that's been listening. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, we, you're, we did a good job. Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah, we fixed it for him. Like I said, they clearly listened to us. So. Yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I know I piled on, but I can't remember what I said, so I'll just credit you guys. I had... I really think that uh, the changes that Duncan and Tony instituted made mm-hmm. for Vanny's yeah. game much more better. So we're interns c- of the sport. C- <laughs> <laughs> You're pre-kindergarten. It's okay, guys. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 Duncan and Tony were right. Well done, guys. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, so that pay sitting upstairs paid off. Mm, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, sure, I, I, yeah. that's right. Because they, they weren't sitting with us. They were, I no, they that. weren't. We, we sang songs. We're there doing the hard work. Yeah. Shut. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. lying mouth. Yeah. While many players were off doing non-FIFA friendly things, the rest of MLS decided to go ahead and play some games. Canadian teams were the story of the weekend and a few records fell. Here to tell us all about it is Duncan with MLS Wins and Losses. Duncan? Thank you, Kristen. Uh-huh. Uh, in the words of noted student of the game, Gregory J. Vanny, MLS is all about streaks, and that's the theme running right through this week's results in another busy week for MLS. So uh, pretty much all the Eastern Conference playoff contenders shit the bed, and Baldomiro Toledo really get his game going for the first time this year. Uh, we start at the top of the East, where DC's win over Chicago on Wednesday... Uh, was the only points any of the top teams outside of Toronto got, taking them to 28 points. Still seven clear, even after losing on Saturday, ending their home unbeaten streak at 20 games. Uh, second place New England went to Portland, got to the 85th minute at 0-0 before two Fernando Addy goals saw them lose 2-0. It's now a six-game winless streak for the two terrorists, while Portland have won three straight for the first time in their in the, the MLS version of their existence. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, good for them. Three. That's uh, an astounding Crazy. streak. Good for them. <laughs> yes. Uh, all of a sudden, they're up to fourth in the West. Which is, uh, nice. Third place in the East was New Jersey, but uh, they went to Houston, lost 4-2. 
And after a hot start, looking more like the team I expected them to be, really. Winless in four straight now. Uh, we've heard all about TFC, so moving past them. We get to the real big losers of the week, which is Columbus. Uh, they got hammered 3-0 in Philadelphia midweek, but uh, they've been crap away from home all year. The real shocker was on Saturday when they lost 2-1 at home to Montreal. Wow, Montreal. Like, come on. Wow. I know. Montreal hasn't been away since September of 2013. Since before <laughs> Frank Clopas came along. Since 25 league games ago. 25. That Montreal. Pre-Clopas. Mm. Uh, the crew, naff as well as giving up that shameful result, uh, now winless in five. Down to sixth place, and uh, the fun keeps on coming. Austrian defender mm-hmm. Emmanuel Pogatetz was dropped to the bench for the uh, Montreal game, and he got all emo about it, putting out a statement on Facebook detailing his frustration at being rested, saying, When I joined the crew, I thought they would value and respect my experience I gained over the last ten years playing in the best leagues around the world and that I could help the team to improve and being successful. Sitting on the bench and not able to help the team in a game like yesterday breaks my heart! <laughs> oh, we've got... We're going to win this thing next year. We're going to win this podcast award. We've got it in the bag, Tony. Oh, oh that's fantastic. Powerful stuff from the Moving. Yeah. Moving. Our sources are getting better. I, it's, it's true. true. Also, I mean, I, all, all this money we're putting in to get the actual clips yeah, now, rather than just having me... Exactly. Like, like it's so, that was yeah. ridiculous. That was yeah. like, it was like Pokemon Test. It was right here. Yes. Yes. How? Indeed. Uh, moving on, Montreal... As well as beating Columbus, they were the big winners of the week because they also beat Vancouver uh, in midweek, their first win and indeed first goal in MLS action against the Whitecaps ever. Uh, they're now on 14 points, leapfrogging Chicago in the standings after the fire lost twice. 3-1 to DC, then 3-2 to Orlando, both times throwing away winning positions. Uh, the highlights of the Orlando game are well worth watching. Uh, three very nice goals, and also the Fire's Brazilian defender Adailton becoming the first MLS player ever to score two own goals in a game. Wow! Well done, sir. Wow! Oh my goodness! There's a Wall of Fame moment. <laughs> That's um, yeah. I call mom. Mom, guess what? I beg too. <laughs> no one has ever done this before. Fiery Brazilian. Yes. Yeah. I fired <laughs> Brazilian. Maybe? Yeah. Um, Frank Yallop is uh, getting very frustrated and deja vu. He's, he's Canadian, right? Yes. Oh, good, yeah. good, good. I'm kind of stunned and shocked eh, with the result. It felt pretty similar last year, to be honest. We've lost seven matches. I don't know how many we lost last year, but it's getting close to that. Eh? And we weren't very good last year. Um, <laughs> astonishing stuff uh, once again. He's more Canadian than I remember. Yeah, yeah. He's really well, shook off that that the remnants of his. Yeah, well, English exactly. Accent. Now, now that he's out of these, you know, he's yeah, he's down in San Jose. You kind of lose it. You get to yeah. Chicago, oh, Great yeah. Lakes. Mm. You're closer. You, it you, just, you it just, it just comes up. across the lakes. Yeah. And he's eloquent. Uh, yes, uh, Yallop was also appears to be confused by synonyms, as he added, "I wouldn't call it mistakes, eh? It's just a catalog of errors that cost us. Mistakes, errors, totally different." It's bubbles. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> On the plus side for Chicago, Mike McGee made his uh, first appearance of the season. Oh, Mike McGee. Coming off the bench after uh, an injury. Uh, On to Philadelphia. And that win against the Columbus was their third win in four. And they're starting to get confident. Jim Curtin's saying after that game, yeah, I think something special starting to happen. It's only four good games we put together. We need to keep going in lots of ways. If it's a good thing to have a quick turnaround and get New York City, we're in a good way right now. Then they went to New York and lost 2-1. Uh, only City's second win of the season, ending an 11-game winless streak, and uh, Curtin was a little more bleak after that one. Ah, after a run of good performances, I actually think was a good game, but one we are disappointed to leave with no points. It's an empty feeling right now. Oh, it's going to be okay, Jim. There, there, oh, Jim. <laughs> there was no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all of a sudden, uh, the East looking a lot more competitive with only three points separating fourth place from ninth. Let's move on to the West, uh, where Seattle were very undermanned with Chad Barrett, one of many important players out. Uh, the the, the most the, important. Yeah, yes, course, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they lost to the Sparks for the first time in nine matches. 
since 2009 after a very dodgy penalty called against Stefan Fry after he challenged Dom Dwyer and seemed to punch the ball cleanly. Siggy Schmidt said, Well, there's no I'm sorry. Our goalkeeper comes out and punches the ball. There's never a penalty. But those are the way things go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If only we, we don't even have sponsors. I don't know where we're getting this. <laughs> if only we'd paid for the footage all along. It would have been so much better. <laughs> <laughs> He's more Our Jabba than I remember him. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's Siggy Schmidt's interpretation of the uh, the penalty. Peter Vermees went with the classic, I didn't see it excuse, saying, All I know is that I watched Benny shoot it and score. And it was a good PK. <laughs> He's dramatic. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> it's it's well nice. known he went to a theater college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. was he holding a skull at the same time? Um, no, but it was like a size two football. It was like oh, the little, little kid one. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. He always holds it aloft. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Vancouver, meanwhile, they bounced back from defeating Montreal by going to LA and uh, they beat the Galaxy, ending a 29-game home unbeaten streak in all competitions uh, for the Galaxy and uh, holding them without a shot on goal for only the third time in their history. Uh, Bruce Arena managed to pinpoint what went wrong. You saw the game. We didn't have a shot on goal. We should have shot a few more times, but they did a good job. Meanwhile, Robbie Keane is just all about the perspective. This was always going to happen. That's just the way it is. I played over 500 games. 500! I've been through this. I'm not going to start crying. (laughs) Excellent. Good for him. Uh, We also got the first game of the Rocky Mountain Cup. Uh, As we all know, the urn containing John Denver's ashes. Uh, Between Real Salt Lake and Colorado, and it was uh, a dull nil-nil. Notable mainly for Nick Romando dumping the U.S. national team, flying back from the Netherlands to come back and play, and uh, seeing Dylan Powers miss a last-minute penalty for the Rapids. And uh, the week ended with Toledo time, finally, uh, for the first time really this season, as San Jose and Dallas ended 0-0 after uh, three red cards. The third one, sure, that was a bit nasty, fair enough. The second one was maybe worth a yellow. Um, the first was just simple clumsiness as Mark Sherrod tried and failed to jump over Dan Kennedy who dived at his feet to collect a ball but uh, Toledo uh, I guess decided nope that's a red card but, uh, you know why not he was down um, on his red card so, quotient mm, for the yeah. season so yeah. he probably had a talking to yeah, exactly yes um, San Jose aren't happy about it really Dominic Kinnear calling it uh, just incidental and accidental and not a red card uh, they're planning to appeal Toledo said it was given for violent conduct when asked if it was intentional, said simply, Yes! Anyway, uh, good to have you back, Baldemiro, and uh, that would be your MLS wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Yes, Duncan! Winning! This weekend kicked off the 2015 Women's World Cup, and like any big sporting event, the opening ceremony was rife with uh, adorable children, lots of singing mm. and dancing, vague re- references to the home country. Yeah, I was uh, a bit disappointed, all in all. It was bland. It, it wasn't really quite as... It wasn't as nearly as... earnest and easy to make fun of as I was hoping. I know. I was expecting a lot more... I liked Tegan. Wasn't sure about Sarah. Well, you know... Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's, she's not always on her A game. So, of course, Sarah McLaughlin, Antigone, and Sarah were the chanteuses of choice. Wow, too and, many Sarahs. Uh, I know. Too many Sarahs. That's just a bad stereotype. But they spell it differently. It's totally different. doesn't matter. It's oh, no. Like, it's a oh, totally got, different thing. Yeah, bring your Sarahs. Sarah. Welcome to Canada. No. That's just that's propagating stereotypes. Yeah. Two out of three women are Sarahs. Yeah. That's what I, that's I, that? I think. That's Sarah, what part. do you think? Oh, <laughs> shit. Now I'm doing it. It's part of the, uh, the, Sorry, the citizenship Kristen. test. You know that. Sorry, Kristen. Mm-hmm. I called Sarah. It's okay. I'll let it go this t- this week. But if you keep doing it, Mark, we're well, going to have words. To be fair, I get to do it at least 33% of the time. Over to you, Tegan. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Antonio. Thanks. And the focus remained firmly sort of on the women with athletic uh, 
luminaries such as Carol Lang, who really should be playing in this World Cup and is still kind of a very sad thing, and Haley Wickenheiser both taking part. But after the songs and the flag waving, it was time to get down to the games and of course the opening match between Canada and China. Canada with a silly number of near misses in their game with uh, Kadisha and Buchanan and Sophie Schmidt really the only ones that I felt stood out throughout the match. But of course it would be Christine Sinclair that would get the win after Adrian Leon took an arm to the chin in the box and Sinclair stepped up and slotted the penalty home. Was it a penalty? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, yeah I can probably. see it being called both ways. I can see why it was called. I can also. I'd say the, the main talking point I would see from that is that I really don't think that was that good of a penalty really I, oh that she took oh yeah, no 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 everyone made a big deal about how she picked oh, her spot Sinclair, she knew what she was yeah, doing the, i yeah, watched no. that that in you know just almost went on the other side of the post yes, she just got that way too soft that almost allowed yeah i just don't think she hit that right at all it was yeah. supposed to be a lot harder and just boom right in there yeah. rather than just like dribbling in but hey yeah. so ultimately a, a great result for the canadians and nice sort of triumphant way to finish the match on a high emotional note and since he very <laughs> in a little bit terrifying way if i was john herdman i actually would have been a little afraid of her the mm. way she ran across the pitch to leap at him but you know they're very emotional very happy so that was good uh the second match was between new zealand and the netherlands the dutch in their first appearance at the world cup and they put on a fairly spirited performance came out the one nil victors on the back of a really gorgeous strike in the first half by uh, uh likey martins is that how you say her name? No idea. Is oh. that the it's like one that's like 18 years old, but it's yeah. got a shitload of goals and everybody's all like, oh, she's Everyone's all over her, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like the Dutch are the, the hipster pick. Totally, to, uh, they are the hipster Oh, yeah, pick, this, yeah, this is the dark horse you should be watching because, uh, mm. Yeah, after that goal, I think I only saw that tweet. Oh, oh, Netherlands, yeah, no, I was totally You don't like it, like them. And then there was a, a denied penalty call uh, late in the second but I think for the most part, that was a kind of a fun game to watch. But day two is really where all the action was with mm. 14 goals <laughs> scored between the two games. Uh, the opening match between Norway and Thailand had uh, a bit of life to it as it seemed Thailand had sort of come prepared to stand their ground. They conceded a goal early, but then had a good... And it, it wasn't really that long, but it felt much longer. It was a good 10, 15 minute no, we can hang on. <laughs> and then, no, mm. no, you can't. Um, it in, was... In retrospect, by the end of the day, that, yeah, that's not bad at all. I know, when you look at the mm. next game. But by the end, it would be the Norwegians, led by uh, former Canada coach Evan Pellerud, that easily coasted to a 4-0 win. However, <laughs> it was the second game that is this year's leading car crash match of the World Cup as the Germans romped to a 10-0 win over Cote d'Ivoire. And if not for some outstanding goalkeeping from Dominique uh, Tiamale, the score could have easily been 14 or 15-0. Like, it, mm-hmm. was, it was ugly, and she kept them in it. Uh, hat-tricks from Celia Sasic and Anya Mitag. But what really... Sausage. <laughs> sausage. After this, that's what I'm going to get. Is she going to get me a sausage? The mm. Chicago way. Yes. <sighs> anyway. But what stood out the most was not the quality of the German team. It was the or... quality of the sausage. <laughs> High quality sausage. That's what I'm talking about. God damn it. For the record, this is what Am we I do. Even remotely it's no different than it's the women or the men. No, of course not. <laughs> we just, I wish there was a, see what we a did German for Jason men player called Sausage. <laughs> my God, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. We, we would make him king, oh, I think. Oh, my him, him, him in his <laughs> shirt. Sausage <laughs> yes. I'd be I'd be writing the National Association. Yeah, yeah. Wanting Kunz, to, yes. whatever, buddy. <laughs> be demanding an autograph jersey of that just because... I've got a shirt that says sausage in it. <laughs> nice. I got sausage on my shirt. <laughs> I didn't even have to go to Chicago for it. Uh, I think the thing I like best about the Germans is that their nickname is the uh, for the ladies' team is the National Elf. Oh, it's not the man shaft. No, it's not the woman shaft. The woman shaft. No, national elf. National national elf. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Which, I'm well, not sure if it's about elves or, it's, or yeah, a it's, British. It's got to you know, be health system. <laughs> national elf. <laughs> national elf. <laughs> I got my teeth down on the national elf. 
<laughs> I'm with you now. Got it. Thanks, guys. Uh, but what stood out most from this game again was not the quality of the German team or the or them routing the hapless Ivorians. It was the relentless celebrating that both the players and the coaching staff did for each goal, going overboard to the point that anyone watching couldn't help but remember Pia Sondage currently at the World Cup coaching Sweden, uh, and her staff during Olympic qualifiers as they high-fived on the bench during every goal to obnoxious uh, degrees. Mm-hmm. Anyway, an eventful two days to start off the tournament. Uh, our, everyone's favorite villains, the U.S., play their first game today, yes. day of recording, against the Aussies, and uh, the Canadians are back at it against on Thursday. So that's your Women's World Cup update. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Thank Duncan. Sausage. <laughs> he said sausage. Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks! Summer Gossage! Blankety Blank! Blankety Blank! Cock off! Blankety Blank! Blankety Blank! Cock Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Bitchy Blanks, our favorite TFC themed hashtag game, and hopefully yours as well. Last week's Bitchy Blank was D Rose getting a testimonial match. Blank should be getting a testimonial blank. That's right, folks. It was another double blank. Double bitchy! Double blank! Before we get to the winner, gentlemen, what did you have for these fine blanks? The Nick Sewell's match should get a testimonial trip to Club Escobar. Nice. He gets to keep the proceeds. Yes. For his career. <laughs> That's nice. Indeed. Well, he's just going to spend it there. I thought a fellow Scarberian deserved something. Mm. So Julian de Guzman gets a testimonial turtle wax. Ooh. <laughs> On the Hummer or the Lamborghini? Pardon? <laughs> the Lamborghini. <laughs> Makes sense. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Since when? Um, <clears throat> Manson family. Dero getting uh, Dero's getting a testimonial match. Thus, Fring should be getting a testimonial Harvey's combination of both onion rings and french fries. Mm. What would you call that? Um, onion fries. Onion eyes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, catchy. Onion, onion eyes. eyes. I like it. Onion eyes. Dun, 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 dun. These onion eyes. Are- <laughs> uh, I, too, actually had Nick Silsma, but Nick Silsma will be getting a testimonial kitten. Aww. But is, is, I, I don't want to talk about it, but there's been word that oh. Suarez... No. I, no. He bit the wrong thing. Oh, was it a shoulder? It may have been. Oh. Mm, I know. Mm. Little bastard. I know. But this week gets a hold of him. Mm. Cat eyes. Dun, 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 dun. Cat eyes. Dun, 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 dun. This week's winner is Kevin Elder at Pompeii Canuck on the Twitters. D-Rose getting a testimonial match. Talbot Aim should get a testimonial almost signing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Y- your Taliban Heim was close to Taliban. Stop <laughs> <laughs> fucking up the things I say. Mean people. Benheim. <laughs> Benheim. <laughs> Is Kevin Payne going to come back uh, for it? Oh, I think so. He's mm. going to almost announce it. Can we give Diego Fallon a testimonial <laughs> article in the Globe and Mail to go with it all? We'll send him his testimonial shirt. Yeah, nice. <laughs> this week's Bitchy Blank is, to celebrate the Women's World Cup, TFC players are going to blank. <laughs> Hide the sausage. <laughs> and it's already gotten inappropriate in here, mm. just the way we like it. As always, please send us your answers to us on the Twitters at uh, Vocal Minority CA or to any of our individual Twitter accounts. Or you can also leave it in the comments under the podcast once it gets posted on later this week. As we will be away for a week watching the women play in Montreal and then the men try to qualify for the World Cup or begin that journey on, uh, at BMO Field next week. You mean if they don't beat Dominica, they're not in? That means they're done. <laughs> That's it. There's no other options. Mm-hmm. I thought it was beat Dominica and go straight to Russia. Well, it all depends on where the bribes fell. We're not in Oceania, Tony. 
It's a little yeah. more difficult exactly. than just beating up Vanuatu. <laughs> Not with that attitude, Duncan. <laughs> so point. you get some extra time with this bitchy blank, folks. So <laughs> that should lead to all sorts oh, of yeah. mischief and merriment. These eyes cry every night for you. These arms long to hold you again. The hurtings on me, yeah. I will never be free, no, my baby, no, no. You gave a promise to me, yeah. You broke it. All right, well, even though it is a long way off in the distance uh, if we squint we can sort of see it the upcoming testimonial slash actual mls match um and tfc after fetting dero at 3 p.m and a little break in between we come back to go up against new york city fc you know the man city wannabes uh while the baby blues have been hearkening back to mls's roots and uh, being as expansiony as an expansion team can be uh they can't score they can't defend and well, they kind of suck. So I have a question. Mm-hmm. Will the arrival of Frank Lampard, or now the also rumored potentially arrival of Pirlo, Ooh. I know, save them, or are they just doomed to sub-mediocrity? I think uh, Lampard is no Javinko, to be fair. And, uh, and he also isn't the kind of guy who can put the club on his back and make a lot of magic. He'll help, but not to the extent that new Cunians <laughs> want or need him to be. Shh, I'm listening to this for the first time. Also, also that made my joke really funny. Thank you. <laughs> it's a portmanteau of New York and Mancunians. Ah, yeah. very nice. Thank you. You may have heard of portmanteaus. The fresh maker. <laughs> if you put those in a Diet Coke, they explode. Mm. Our, our short-term Stop memory... spiraling! <laughs> our short-term memory is crushing it today, by the way. Our short-term memory both. is crushing it. <laughs> Sausage. Um, now, I think they'll, they'll pick up a few points here and there. Pirlo, if he comes... Would be the Probably real. get him a few points by himself through a bit of magic here and there. If he, if he can... I mean, he's a... I don't know how his legs are going to last in Major League Soccer over a... Extended period of time. Travel and turf. And, and he's played a pretty full year at Juve as well. So, um, you know, they they are the cream rarely rises above the bottom third for an expansion team in this league. The days of Chicago winning it in their first year are long gone. So eh, they'll be perfectly cromulent, you know, I think when the end of the season. The, I think the interesting thing for New York City FC is <laughs> kind of where they go year two, year three. It's not very clear right now, but. It rarely is for first-year teams. Really, for them, I hope they just get the hell out of Yankee Stadium. No, it's awesome. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. They should go to Shea instead. I do feel that the whole Yankee City Stadium thing is, uh, you know, you're going to bring Pirlo in to play, and this it's like it's a tiny little narrow pitch where everything's really condensed and there's no space for anything, and you know he can be you know knocking these magical long balls out. Oh, that went out for a throw, didn't it? Hmm. Um, but was it behind the foul pole? That's the key question. <laughs> very Did anyone question. interfere with the ball when it went over the line? Mm. He was widely True. known as the Reggie Jackson of Juventus, though. Oh, yeah. He's Mr. October? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Excellent. Oh, first round of Champions Chippen League? Isn't that Amazing. <laughs> um, as for Lampard, I think he could probably do quite well. I mean, he's you know he's got that whole thing for scoring goals and everything. I think there's potentially a lot of kind of scrappy play going on there that'll kind of lead to the old little chance for him to be knocking in uh, the shots from just outside the box and he'll score a few goals and it'll be annoying but overall no they're not going to get more than mediocre this year I think they probably won't get to more than mediocre before Lampard just gets too old and has to retire maybe Veer as well but you know marketing in the meantime he was known as the Jason Giambi of Manchester mm. City. Probably McNamara and Mullins would be sort of, I'd say, more important for New York's future, future than yeah. any of those three big. Uh, Although big I, stars. I do think Lampard will suit. I think his play will suit MLS. Yeah, he, he'll he'll actually be able to. I think he'll be able to walk into the play a lot easier than potentially Pirlo. Well, he was the Don Manningly of Stanford Bridge. So. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Mm. 
Plus, there's a good chance he'll look like Babe Ruth by the end of his contract. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Frank. So question. What can, when, when, when New York City FC comes here, we want to make them feel at home. It's their first trip to Toronto. So what can TFC and the fans do to make them feel more at home when they come to BMO? Mark Hinckley. Sit at Skydome. <laughs> it's about as far away from the pitch as it is of their home games. Why not? Funny enough, I had relocate to Christy Pitts. <laughs> I, took it, nice. I took it down. Oh, actually, that would be pretty sweet. General some good baseball games yeah. there. Yeah, they they yeah. could just go over to, uh, you know, we're right by the island. Let's go over to Toronto Island where Babe yeah. Ruth you know, hit where his Frank first Lampard home Where Frank Lambert hit his first dinger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Toronto. Mm-hmm. I was just going to suggest everyone wear Yankee gear. That's obviously Most that's, what used, anyway. that's what they're used to playing in front of, right? So I was thinking you know, they're going to have uh, you know, build puts up some little monuments. We'll like fence off a little bit of the uh, pitch, oh, have some monuments go. there that's to some TFC greats, the TFC heroes of Mo, the fall, Mo Johnston, mm-hmm. you know, Carver, Cummins, all know, of them, Dasovic, Preki Dasovic, Vinter, Mariner, Nelson, Vanny. And yeah, they, Robin uh, Frazier throwing some players as well, <laughs> maybe. And, yeah. Robin Frazier's mm-hmm. statue accidentally already unveiled. Bob Bradley. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, Dad doesn't come. This is Michael Bradley. Not until next year. Not until next year. I'm Bob Bradley. Michael Bradley's dad. Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is your son, Michael Bradley. Do I get to still play defensive midfielder? This is I, Michael Bradley. I saw Michael Bradley. It's your father, Bob Bradley. You'll do what I say, Michael Bradley. I'm going to tell Mom. This mom. is Michael Bradley. <laughs> All right. Look, if you wanted to be Mom in this, this is the time. This is the time. Oh. Hello, I'm Martha Bradley. <laughs> anyway. You, you listen to your father. No, it's all right. I already feel like your mother anyway half the time, so I'm not going to jump in on that. Your little mama. Oh, your mama. Your mama yeah, on the podcast. Moving on. One yes. last thing before we turn our attention away from the, the uh, next match. <laughs> uh, because before the NY, uh, NYCFC game, it is the testimonial match for D-Row. We don't do a lot of banners. Some of the supporter groups do, but we've talked about doing our own. But we think everyone, well, there'll probably be a lot of banners at this game. So what banners should we have in the South Stands for D-Row's testimonial? All of them. <laughs> wow. Fair enough. Sorry, I... As you guys know, I put him on a very, very high pedestal. Mm-hmm. All of them. Okay. Break them all out from years gone by. Just make the thing look full and amazing. I already got mine done. Oh, really? Did you yeah. do it? No. What's it say? Do you even scar, bro? Oh, snap! Very nice. Oh, that's a shirt and a half. Very nice. Oh, Tony, why didn't we think of this like two years ago? Uh, we didn't know the testimony was coming. We thought he'd play forever. I mm. thought he'd play forever. It's going to be a big, a big two-stick that says, I'd rather see Chad. <laughs> I'm not going to celebrate, Dero. You won't even show up. One last... What part of are you bringing? Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring a, a, a shake-and-bake picture on a two-stick. And I helped! Exactly. That'll be Ravis Vanovich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming over the corner. That's excellent. Yeah. It's shake-and-bake. And I helped. <laughs> no I. H-L-P-D. <laughs> I helped. <laughs> I'm confused. It's a shake and bake commercial. I, I get that, yeah, but I... I no vowels? Which one? And it's always a little... Well, yeah, I get that. There's always a little kid. There's always a mom saying, it's shake and bake. And the kid says, and I helped. Cool. Maybe not quite like that. It was pretty southern. So before we uh, wrap this week's episode up, we do want to give you a little preview into a very special episode uh, that will be coming out next week. Uh-oh, Duncan. Next week in a very <laughs> special episode. Stay out of that bike shop. Again. Uh. <laughs> so TFC are a third of the season in. Uh, four wins on the road, third in the east, positive goal differential, heading into a, a week off on a high. They're unbeaten in four. And beaten in far on the road as well. I know. Which is they've only got eight think. road games left. They only have eight games on the road left. It's a ridiculous number of games at home. Mm. So, what alternate universe are we actually uh, have we fallen into? Question. You know, 
I totally lost my train of thought there. Excellent. I Good. know. That Good was Good train. Good train. It was like an Amtrak. <laughs> <laughs> Too fast around that corner. <laughs> Too soon. However, what that brings us to is that this is, with the, uh, the DC United game on the weekend, we are a third of the way into the season. What does that mean? It's time for our favorite annual awards show, the 30s. Hey. Hey. So while we will look into how the team is performing on the site a little more thoroughly, we would be remiss if we did not bring back our favorite awards show from last season. So do tune in next week when that very special episode is released. My tuxedo is almost ready to go. That is it for this week's episode. Uh, join us in two weeks as we look back at D-Rose Testimonial, the game against New York City FC, catch up on the Women's World Cup, look ahead to the game against the Impact, and much more. So as always, I have been joined by the Terrible Trio. Find him on the Twitters at MalarkeyFC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Lachayim, like Tel Ben Haim. Mm-hmm. He can be found on the interwebs at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Like Talban Haim. Yes. Look for him on the Twitters at KitNerdMark with a K, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Hey. Not like Talban Haim. No. Like no. Olaf Melberg. As for me, you can find me out there on the internet. Yes, on the entire internet, as we previously discussed. At KZ Knowles, I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week and the week after, get used to it, Toronto. Well, there's. I would never <laughs> thought we'd do. Never do a guess who like that. First, I thought you were going to do Hungry Eyes from Dirty Dancing. Hungry Eyes. <laughs> Hungry Eyes. I also like just another thing that I thought of. It's the, uh, yeah, the, the elephants thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the. With the Thailand on the Ivory Coast, sort of elephant based. Elephant. Trunk on trunk action. Yes. There was uh, a lot of elephants slaughtered. <laughs> the junk on the trunk. Junk on the trunk. Junk on the trunk derby. The Dickie OC cover one or the Taliban I'm testimonial almost signing? Uh, I don't remember the Dickie OC cover one. That was presumably from Friday. Or yeah. Who, uh, who said that and what? And, uh, Danny Dickie will get a testimonial seat cover. Which is, no, no wait, that's Talbot a skin doctor, right? Yeah. Kind of, so I really, was there anything else that yeah. stood out for you? Because that was the yeah. one that... Not from today, I am, uh, and not that I Sheldon Noble, my mirror pachydermist. Let me just quickly <laughs> scroll back out pachydermist. Oh, those feet are in rough shape. Your trunk um, could be so much smoother with a few injections. I think there was at least one I saw that was like <laughs> exactly. to vocal minority. Doctor Sheldon is here to me as well. But, uh, Dumbo, your appointment. It's just, Jermaine it's start, Defoe. It's to go a little bit into testimonial uh, angry mob. Yeah, Chris Walken, which um, <laughs> Stephen Hurt should get a testimonial Hello. there. I know that one. I am a pachydermist. Your trunk seems Alan to Vinter, be a pair of shorts. Actually, that one wrinkly, <laughs> wonderfully evil. We can give you. That one I'm actually kind Two of tempted about. Two to four treatments. Yeah. I don't say, has he just week. mixed up? No, no, no. As you need it. You need it. Oh, tusk. I think he's deliberately twisting the, <laughs> the mariner whitener? into the vinter. I think that's we what that is. We tusk whitener. I could be wrong, but tusk whitener you too. Sorry, we are on our own fucking tangent. <laughs> Christopher Walken, pachydermist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, either catch up or let us alone. Pachydermatologist. Pachydermatologist, oh yeah. Oh my God. Pachydermatology is a serious business. There's only two schools in the whole <laughs> world that offer it. One of them, strangely enough, the University of Albany, New York. <laughs> I spent winters in Albany. It's not bad. It's not as, not as bad as it sounds. Sure, the women cover up more, but... There's a flourishing jazz scene. <laughs> <laughs> 
it a does Dutch player? Very open for inappropriateness. Oh, German, German, which is what we live for. It was for, really. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I thought mine did too, but yours is even more inappropriate. So. Hello. Speaking of sausage. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Fat cat. That so wasn't what I was going for at all. I was. She broke into the sausage factory. Oh, sausage. Croatian name. Oh, Sasic? S-A-S-I-C. Oh, Sasic. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. It's 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 actually, it's even more. It's not that I, I didn't say it wrong. I know how to say it. No, no, no. Name. You nailed it. But we're thinking S-E-S-S-A-G-E or oh, something. Oh, okay. No. Sasic. Yes. That's snappier. Sasic. Sasic. Delicious Sasic. If you or someone you know... <laughs> As an elephant, <laughs> please contact me. What was Dr. Sheldon's last name? Uh, wow. She was daughter of a Cameroonian father and a French mother. French mother? Yeah. Um, see, she married Croatian football player Marco Sasic, who's the son of Milan Sasic, of course, which is, you know. Mm. Oh, when, oh I was, yeah. when I was in Italy, Milan Sasic every day. <laughs> How does all this tie into Germany? I don't know. <laughs> that's that's where she grew up. Yeah, it's it's a really that's, that's that's quite the uh, that's quite the travel in Germany. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you're a controversial biracial couple, where do, would you go? To be fair, to be uh, fair, Germany. Absolutely. To be fair, uh, Cecilia Sausage way more hilarious than uh, Cecilia Okoyenyo de Mababi, which would be her mm, baby. her her real. Yeah, okay, maybe maybe the comedy got lost. <laughs> my baby, Hello, sa- my baby oh. hyphen sausage. What? Hello, my baby. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> Funnier, but disgusting. <laughs> this is not even an outtake. This is garbaged. I'm partial to Tegan. I'm not yeah. crazy about Sarah. Sarah's uh, JSB at TweetCraft. If I had to pick one, she's oh, definitely is. Okay, the weaker. Of the fans should get a testimonial playoff. If only we knew our last name, their last names. I'm 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 a, I'm a Tegan man. <laughs> it's, I've gone on the record many times. I need more Tegan. 